It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927 and many country racing radio relays, our social media, GRV social media as well. You're with Andrew Cuse along from GRV today, Molly Haynes and Brett McLaughlin. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Good to be here, Cusey. Yeah, lots of uh, topics to talk about on the show today. A guest on the program later on, trainer Nathan Rooney will take our call to have a chat on Off The Leash. But we start by looking back to one of the most exciting new additions to the racing calendar in recent times. Kurt Lee, but it's to witchery high balling for Stephen Bruce White. Seven or eight clear to Lucy's Milo. Running to third, Chiquita Lass, but it's all to witchery. Turn five, six in front to Lucy's Milo. And to witchery in a romp wins the launching pad by seven to Lucy's Milo. A comprehensive win in the launching pad. Brett and Molly, a very unique format, a very successful format early days for this race. That it is. Look, it's, it's a race we do look forward to because, like I've mentioned on, on shows in the past, it's we get to see what the future holds when it comes to these young greyhounds and to witchery for Stephen Bruce White. It was a phenomenal performance. Now, Stephen actually had one of the favourites, like, one of, yeah, one of the favourites before the series even begun in Sinachi, who actually won the consolation on Thursday night after, unfortunately, not making it through to the launching pad final. But to witchery certainly made up for that. He exploded out of the boxes went 509-29-41. Now, Harry Manalitsis Flynn, who is the Bendigo track record holder, broke Fernando Bale's track record in his fourth or fifth career start, was the $2.50 favourite. He did find trouble and, you know, he did look to, I think the reason he found trouble was he looked to step to the right just slightly out of the boxes. It's like he didn't really want to be tight on that rail. So um, it'll be interesting to see what he can do from, from out wide with a bit more space in the future against these top-notch greyhounds. But to Witchery did come away with $150,000 to the winner. I do need to make a mention, though. A $17 shot in Showgirl Queen, trained by Paul Anderton, won a consolation at the odds, like I mentioned, of $17. But she actually ran faster than the launching pad final. So a huge effort on Showgirl Queen's behalf. Yes, well done to uh, Sandown and the team at the uh, launching uh, pad. Also on the weekend, uh, one of the big highlights of the year up in Sydney, the uh, golden Easter egg. They jam behind the leader. Zippy Bailey is hammering home. Federal Lily in front. Here's Zipping Bailey. She's descending. Zipping Bailey grabbed the lead of the egg. The Novacastrian. Zipping Bailey has beaten Federal Lily. Followed and Brett Black McLaughlin, Gordon of Luke. course, uh, the Vicks have had a dominant... Uh, history in this race but a well, I say a hometown winner was as we heard from Newcastle, but it was a New South Wales winner for once in their feature. Yeah, it was actually a New South Wales uh, trifecta there. Nine year Vic dominance, as you said, Cusey, uh, Jason Mackay with uh, putting the polish on Zipping Bailey in a last to first performance. So if you haven't actually seen the race, the uh, split she must have run around the back were absolutely scintillating. It was like she was going three to their uh, their one around the back. And it Jason, looked like that too. Yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> low flying. Terrific win. She has developed this sort of, uh, I want say pattern but she was slowly away in the heats and she was slowly away the week before that but she really motors to the line it was a as a terrific win uh, as we said a new south wales trifecta uh, federal lily ran second black forge third uh, 
blue striker for Peter Akathiotis was a best place Victorian in fourth position. Miss Splendomero for David Gill, who of course won the race last year. Molly, uh, she finished fifth. And Black Opium uh, for the Thompsons unfortunately came in last, but she's done a, a lot in her first preparation, so we can we look forward to seeing what she can put up in the future. The very formal uh, named Association Cup. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, another one taken out by the uh, by the New South Wales trainers, the John Finn train Veloci Nero took out the Association Cup. Interestingly, three out of the uh, Fernando Bale Chica Descada uh, litter of one Group One races over the staying trip, which is a massive effort. Um, Chica Descada's second litter, which is Tabasia Bale, has six out of the eight runners in the maiden final, and also produced the the first four place getters there. So that's a fantastic effort. Uh, Diana Chancer, uh, one of two Victorians, uh, was the best finish there. He finished in third. And Tornado Tears, Molly, after uh, breaking the track record the week before in the heats, unfortunately uh, finished last, but uh, might have had a bit of an issue there with the with the pad the week before yeah i think that's what we uh, we came to uh, to the conclusion i suppose as well with robbie it's just one of those decisions he, he put him in fit to race and un- unfortunately um it obviously didn't um go his way but um hopefully we'll see i did see sandown put a story out saying that um tornado tears will miss the speed star series so that's unfortunate because it's you know it's a format very much suited mm. to him and um and to breaking track records as well so we'll see tornado tears in a couple of weeks time hopefully what is proving to be a very successful part of the Easter period is this carnival at Bendigo, back-to-back meetings, lots of interest. And uh, Molly, uh, what happened in Bendigo on the weekend? Well, there was a number of finals like we alluded to last week with Troy Harley from Bendigo. He drove all the way from Bendigo to come and do the show with us, so I was very, very thankful for that. But to start off, the Aussie Infrared Bell of Bendigo was won by Rothwell Girl, who's trained by John Magri. It's a winner of four from 11 starts. And funnily enough, all four of her wins have come from Bendigo. So I wonder if she's possibly a Bendigo Cup contender. Maybe early days, but why not throw that in? The McIver Road Vet Clinic Bow of Bendigo went the way of Inkling for Brooke Ennis. He's a winner of three out of six races. So Brooke would have been Brooke and Jamie would have been cheering him on from the States. America, yeah. <laughs> um, now, my favourite race of, of them all, the Jared Larkin Gold Rush Maiden Series, was won by Zipping Magda, who's trained by Ricky young Ricky Coleman, I should say, in Avalon. Now, this Greyhound worked hard from fourth, fourth position to win in Best of the Night Time. Now, this was a huge weekend for the Hellenans who bred and own not only the Golden Easter Egg winner, but the Golden Maid Rush final winner in Zipping Magda. Now, Extra Speed, who I wrote a... I quite enjoyed the story last week um, on... Uh, she 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 flew early. She went 6.44. She's a phenomenal greyhound, and I know Mick Carter doesn't get excited about much, but he was very excited. So we should be a about, future there. Yeah, about this greyhound, and I think early speed is just so crucial when yep. it comes to, the, to, to racing in general. But last of all was the Stayers Cup, and that was one by Apex Within, trained by Rodney Clark. But I do need to make a super quick special mention of Hennessy Venom. I've been a huge fan of this greyhound. He won the 500 special event, clocking a flying 27.95. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, with Andrew Cuse, Molly Haynes, Brett McLaughlin, latest edition of Off The Leash. One of the big carnivals coming up is the bull. We know the thoroughbreds, but of course... 
They have the big Warrnambool Cup. In fact, they also have a Monday meeting. So there's two meetings for those heading to the ball to enjoy Greyhound Racing. And Molly joining us as a special guest on the program to talk about a new base for him and his stable of Kennel of Greyhounds heading to the Warrnambool Cup is Nathan Rooney online this morning. Nathan, it's Molly here. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. No problems, Molly. Now, you recently made to made the move to Gippsland from Lara to train alongside your girlfriend, Ashley Terry, after working with the Browns in Lara, like I mentioned. How is it training with Ash, considering the success she's been involved in in the past? Is it a bit of a power struggle at times? No, it's quite good. Uh, we think along the same lines. Um, she has some ideas of me and vice versa, so it's a really... Uh, really good partnership uh, for ourselves and the dogs. Absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about your kennel. How many dogs do you have in work and are there any dogs we, we should be looking out for in the future? Um, there's 11 between Ash and I at the moment. Uh, there's some breakers getting broken in at the moment, which will come over for some pre-training. Um, there's a dog that will come back from injury in my kennel next week called Percy's Curse. Um, He's, uh, he's a brother to Mayor Digby in that, and he's just had the injury. Um, he's trolling back really well, so I expect him to go good first up next week. Fantastic. Now, Ash also has the National Draft Dogs. Do you guys have them in your kennels yet? Uh, no, there's one getting broken in at the moment, which will ship over once it's finished breaking in, hopefully in the next few weeks, and then the second one is going to the breakers to follow that. So in the next couple of months, our first two selections will come over. Fantastic. Well, we're all very much looking forward to that. But tonight's tonight's a really exciting night for you with the runner in the Warnable Cup heats in Mayor Digby. Now, let's talk the litter first. At what point did you get involved with Darren and Nadine Brown um, with this Fernando Bale litter? Um, I have known Darren and Nadine uh, for quite a long time. I actually broke in the mother of this litter. Um, she won, won a Warnable Classic. Yeah, she was a she was a ripper ripper little girl. So I've known the the Brown family all my time in Victoria, um, and then uh, when I got out of dogs for a little bit, uh, Darren's father passed away. Pete, um, I gave Darren a help rearing the pups, and then yeah, as they broke in, we knew they had a a little bit of uh, ability above average, and you know me and Darren come to a compromise where. Uh, with him and the dean both working full time and having a, a family of three kids, that I'd uh, I'd give him a chop out and, and help him out along the way. So I've been, you know, with Darren and he's taken me on the ride with with the litter from basically the start. It must be a really exciting litter to be a part of, though. Yeah, no, they've got a they've got a lot of ability, Molly. Um, you know, they've got a lot of speed. They're they're very similar to their mum, and you know, there's Darren's breaking in the second litter now, and the third litter are six or seven months old at home. So. These are exciting and, and it's exciting what's at home. So hopefully uh, the second and third litter are you know, just as good or if not better and we can continue, continue the fun. Absolutely. Now, Mayor Digby really does have a task on his hands tonight coming up against Orson Allen. Was it a bit of a heart-sinking moment when you saw Orson Allen's name in the same field? Um, oh, you know, like... You, when you're going in cups and, and, and group races, you've you got to expect to take on the best. So um, if it wasn't Austin Allen, I, I knew it would be a nervous and weird or, or a Flynn or a, a Dinah Hunter or or there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a star amongst it. So I, I expected it. It's, you know, when he draws the red, it's kind of, geez, how am I going to beat him? But, um, 
you know, it is what it is. And if, if you're going to go in him, you're going to take on the big boys. And if you give yourself a chance to win, well, you've got to beat them. So we'll give ourselves uh, we'll give ourselves our best best shot, and we'll see how we go. Nathan, you've drawn box five. Does he have the pace to uh, to overcome it? Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, he's a natural sprinter. He can run the arms off the clock in his first two sections. Um, gets no pressure around him um, on on face value. I expect him to to come out and and hopefully lead. Um, if he can't lead, the only dog I can see really pushing up, putting the pressure on him is Austin Allen, burrowing up underneath him. But I don't think the draw is a disadvantage. He's uh, his past two starts have been over the three ninety. Uh, what was the thinking behind putting him back over the shorter distance uh, rather than the four fifty of the cup distance? Yeah, just just the sprint. Um, he's not the type of dog I can just pour 450, 450, 450 in. I need to keep him fresh. I, I need to get him on the lure. So um, the preparation of the couple of 390s into the 450 worked for the Shepherd and Cup. When he made that, he had the same preparation and lead up um, and the same as another group listed race at Shepherd. And we gave him the two 390s into the 450 and he, and he made that final. So... Just a preparation that's worked for him in the past, and uh, it all worked him well. Gave him a couple of looks at Warnable, even though last week he most probably had uh, zero luck and kind of was a, a forget run. But he's had the couple of looks around Warnable now. He's ready to step back up over 450 and hopefully sprint and, and, and find the top early. How do you see the race unfolding for him tonight? Um, I can see hopefully him coming out, and if not finding the front being you know, outside Austin Allen. So it's just a matter if he can somewhat match motors with it and he can draw him along. Um, if he can cross it, well, you know, that's his, that's his only real chance of winning. If he can cross them, they're, you know, he pinches a couple on him and they bunch up a little bit and he's rolling out in front. Now, you're no stranger to Warnable Cup success, having owned the 2011 Warnable Cup winner, Arsonist. Does it make it a bit more sentimental about this race series uh, training one for yourself? Uh, yeah, I love Warrnambool. It's a it's a great place, great part of the world. It's got some great mates up there. Um, it's one of my favourite tracks, and I've had a lot of success there. So I um, I always strive to to, to do well at Warrnambool, and if I could win a cup or, or be involved again in in producing a runner in the cup, it it would mean a lot. Now, Nathan, uh, is it fair to say you're you, well? It is fair to say you're a bit of a punter. What what are you liking value-wise heading into the Cup Heats tonight, outside of, obviously, your chance? Um, I really like Elevated Molly. Um, she's drawn the red, I think, in the last heat. Um, I think the market's got him a two-dog race with Dinah Paddy, and you know, I see Dinah Paddy as a genuine 500-metre city dog. I, I think Harry's got Elevated flying. It's drawn the red, and I actually think it's the best bit of the program. Fantastic. Now, an overall winner at this stage of the Warnable Cup. Is it too early to call, or do you, do you have one that you can, can slide in for us? Um, well, obviously, I think Elevated will win tonight and qualify, so I think if you are betting in the all-in market, she'd be one to invest. And I obviously thought Awesome Allen, um, he's going to be long lots on tonight. Got the red. I could not see him not qualify so if you wanted to be brave and put it in the all-in market, I think it's $4. Um, you know, and if he draws one, two or three in the final, he's obviously going to make probably the odds on again. So they're the two that I think are the hardest to beat. But the, the cup heats, even though there's only six, they're jam-packed of quality. I think every heat, there's, you know, two or three really good dogs that can win win the final, let alone their cup heat. Nathan, good luck this week. Good luck going forward there at Gippsland. Thanks for joining us this morning. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Nathan Rooney, our guest there on Off the Leash.
It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. And uh, lots of things to uh, talk about. Um, it's good that a trainer's gone to Gippsland because there's certainly a lot at Lara and out that way, so balancing the ledger, so to speak, Molly. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, Ashley Terry is a very good friend of mine and I, I actually – it was a bit upsetting seeing her move the other side. Well, she's been there, but mm. it was good to have her over. Nathan lived not far away from me, so it was good to have her over for dinner and, and have little dinner parties, but unfortunately it's made a little bit harder now that they're over the other side of the bridge. All right, uh, we should talk about the Watchdog Form Service, which is such a a great guide for those that are having a bet on the uh, Greyhounds uh, each week. Yes, certainly. Don't forget to download your form guides uh, uh, at the Watchdog there. uh, You can get that via Fast Track. Uh, Found Blazing Sword at Shepherd and Fordal is 90 to the winner there. Fantastic achievement and tipped six out of the 12 winners uh, at the Bendigo Gold Rush meeting last Sunday. So as I said, for your free form guides and expert selections on all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply download the Watchdog mobile app uh, or uh, Google uh, the Watchdog via... uh, uh, Sorry... Get your Watchdog app via the Google Play or you can also Google the Watchdog form service and uh, you can get all your form guides from there. All right, some best bets uh, at the tab, Molly. Yes, winners are grinners. There was $8,000 put on at $1.45 on Crankin' Lightning at Bendigo. 5500 put on at $3.80 on Hurricane, Hurricane Queen at Hillsville. Uh, better luck next time. Uh, $15,000 was put on at $3.10 at Kiwa Cowboy, I think I've pronounced that right, at Shepparton. So this greyhound unfortunately finished unplaced and there was also $10,000 put on at $1.95 on Dusty Lace at Horsham to finish second, unfortunately. But my favourite segment of this one, round of applause, there was $1,000 put on at $6.50 on Our Magic Turbo at Bendigo. So that was a very nice little collect for one punter there. But always remember to gamble responsibly. Uh, Litter of the week, Brett. Uh, Where are we going this time? Yeah, look, uh, Fernando Bale out of trending. They were whelped on the 28th of January. There's 11 pups, five dogs and six females bred by the dailies. Uh, Trending is a little brother to Aussie Infrared, who, of course, uh, is at start himself. 37 starts for 22 wins, including the Group 2 Maitland Cup. And uh, Trending is out of Ebby Miss, of course, the uh, mother of fantastic uh, and very durable stayer Ebby Ripper. All right, a very special week coming up for Gap, so it gives us a chance to spend a few more minutes on our Gap Dog of the Week and what's happening on Sunday under the banner of the National Adoption Day. Uh, Molly, who is our Gap Dog of the Week, though? I have found a greyhound by the name of James. He's a gorgeous three-year-old white and black male, and he raced under the name Spag Bowl, which is quite interesting. I thought you might like that one, Andrew. I actually thought that was what he liked for a snack, because we've had lots of greyhounds that like to stop at McDonald's and all sorts of KFC, but I thought that was what it liked to eat. Uh, Well, you could be right as well. Now, the Gap Girls tell me he's friendly, active, and very outgoing. He's excitable and loves playing with toys, and they do tell me that that his favourite game is tug-of-war. He's looking for a home with a larger, playful dog who can enjoy all of those games with him. He is in needing to be in a home with kids over the age of 10. So if you're interested in adopting James, who I believe will also be available at the National Adoption Day if he isn't adopted previously, go to gap.grv.org 
sbs.com.au. But Andrew, like you mentioned before, the National Adoption Day, it's this Sunday, the 28th of April. The Victorian leg is at the Meadows. Now, the National Adoption Day is held around Australia, as as the name alludes to. So all of the states are getting involved and we're hoping to brace, break last year's national record of 217 greyhounds adopted. But like I mentioned, the Victorian leg is at the Meadows. Registrations are essential for this event, so make sure you go to gap.grv.org.au to register for this event. We might just hear what Todd McKenney had to say recently. He, of course, is the ambassador for Gap across the country and the National Adoption Day. He has a number of greyhounds himself and spoke recently about the upcoming National Adoption Day. I'm Todd McKenney and these are my two beautiful greyhounds, Nancy Hayes and Joey, and they're having a play date today with their friend Cindy. Last year we had an amazing success at the National Greyhound Adoption Day and this year I'm thrilled to be involved again. It's on Sunday the 28th of April. Last year we found homes for 212 greyhounds, so let's see if we can do even better this year. Todd McKenney, a great lover of greyhounds, a great supporter of the National Adoption Day, which is this Sunday at the Meadows. They do ask you to register. And, of course, more than 200-plus greyhounds were adopted out last year, a large proportion of those from the Seymour base. Molly, it's always uh, intrigued me. I've never asked the team at Gap, but obviously we know the volunteers and all those that play a hand at Gap. But when they have an adoption day, it's a bit different to a trainer taking three or four dogs to a meeting. Uh, How do they transport 200 greyhounds or 50 greyhounds or 100 greyhounds? Are they all volunteers that come in and help? Do they have massive uh, floaters or truck. How, how do they do that? So um, the Gap Kennels have um, iLoad or vans where they've got cages in them for the greyhounds yeah. to travel as well as big trailers. Um, so they'll make the trip from Seymour to the Meadows and there are so many volunteers involved in this effort. It is, I think one of my favourite photos to see from Adoption Days is the first shot of all the volunteers in their different coloured bibs because the bibs indicate what category of greyhound there are. So the Pink bibs say could mean that they they need to they're for kids you know under the age of four over the age of five and um, you know needing company or something like that mm. so they're all categorised and you can find all of that information out on the Gap website but it's the best photo and you'll see if you look back through any of our um, our Facebook albums and our photos that that first shot that Clint from Bluestream Photography takes of all the greyhounds and their handlers and their bibs he's looking down on them and it is fantastic to see their smiling faces. It's sad, but also very happy in a way. But when the truck goes back and there's no greyhounds to go home, they're all gone. The truck driver would be sad, but the people, the families would be happy, but it's mixed emotions. All right, just in our final few minutes, we might talk again about the Warnable Cup, which is becoming such a huge part of the bull. I know it's the thoroughbreds. I know the bull carnival is all about the thoroughbreds, but the greyhounds have become such a part. And this year, very clever uh, rostering. There's a Monday meeting as well, so there's two meetings for those going to the ball. That there is. So, uh, look, the greyhound racing is is very popular down Warrnambool Way, and it's fantastic to see the club, you know, put on it, put another on another race meeting. But tonight is all about the Warrnambool Cup heats. There are six heats, so that means the winner and the f- two fastest yep. second place getters make it through to the sixty-seven thousand dollar Group Two final. Now, some greyhounds of note. In these heats, in heat number one, there's Crimson Vixen. Now, she is a locally trained greyhound. She has a really good record at the moment. She was scratched from... 
Oh, it was a race at Wentworth Park um, a little while ago. So she was... um, uh, yeah, so she was scratched from there, but uh, she's drawn box number two in heat one. There's Whiskey Riot also in this heat for Anthony as a party. Oh, well. It, that dog certainly is now heat number two. There's Mybro Lewis, who won a feature event at Shepparton. Uh, but maybe it was the der- the National Derby? Uh, the... No, not Derby. Northern Districts. Northern Derby. Districts Cup, that's it. Now, Nervous and Weird is also in this um, race, drawn in box number two. But Flynn, the Greyhound, on everyone's mm. lips at the moment, he's drawn box four with an, a vacant box on his outside. So that might help if he does take that step to the right. I don't know whether it was me just seeing things in the launching pad on Thursday night, but it'd be great to see what he can do with that vacant box. Now, in heat number three, there's I Got It for Andrew Paraskevis. Phenomenal early speed. As well as Speedstar, this greyhound, I said to um, my husband last night that it's a, a dog you just know is going to pick up a, a country cup heat pretty much every time it's uh, in the series. It flies the lid and it's really, really great to see what this dog does out in front. But Baruga Brett, box number six, vacant box on the inside too. Yeah, the group one winner. He's going to be very hard to beat in his heat. That he is. Now, box number, oh, I mean, heat number four. There's Sure to Excite and Mayor Digby and, of course, Orson Allen from box number eight. Heat five, Lucy's Milo, Time to Talk. But Elevated is in heat six. Nathan Rooney obviously has a really high opinion of this Greyhound. Dinah Paddy drawn in box number eight in that heat as well. Terrific. Good luck to the team at Warrnambool and good luck to those at the Adoption Day and all of the other Greyhound events coming up. More information on the GRV website and RSN. Brett and Molly, we'll see you again. Thanks for being with us. Pleasure. This has been Off the Leash. Thanks for listening. Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.